Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, episode 58. Sometimes I just like to start the show in a very nice calming voice because I am often so loud and I promise you that at some point in this show I will be very loud is I am a very loud person. And you know what? You might not have to wait very long. My name is Matt Sin and I am here with my cousin Kyle Pauly and for the first time my little brother Micah, who we've mentioned on this show before. What's up, guys? Hello. What I was preparing myself. Was that? That, was, I was... <laughs> that was the best intro I could give, okay? First of all, I want to say... That was the best you could give? I want to say that I'm very proud of my intro. I think it was very original and something that I've never done before. Okay, I might have done it a couple times before, but I don't care. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's good. It's relaxing. It's ASMR. It's wrestling ASMR. Oh, my gosh. That's a million-dollar idea. Guys, go ahead and, and look for uh, uh, Wrestle Life Radio ASMR on YouTube, because by the time this is posted, there will be at least 40 videos. It'll just be Matthew saying absolutely in 100 different languages. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know in, in any other languages, but I can learn. I can learn just for you, for you guys. Today is Absol- November 9th. Absoluto. 20, <laughs> 2019. And today is the day of full gear. And so you guys have a couple hours to listen to this. We're going to do some full gear predictions. But first, we're going to do a really quick This Day in Wrestling History. And I'm sitting here and looking at all this stuff, and bluntly, none of it's really all that impressive. But I will say that today is Keith Lee's birthday. So let's all take a quick moment and bask in his birthday glory. Perfect. Happy birthday, Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get right speaking into it. Speaking of uh, right, speaking of birthdays, Matt. Yes. I don't ever remember you wishing your brother a happy birthday on the show, but you know what? I did. I wasn't on the episode. Uh, excuses. I don't want to hear them. So you're welcome, Micah. I showed you more love than your brother. That's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Full gear. We're moving into full gear. Okay. Yes? Yeah, okay. Let's go for it. Mike, are you here with us? I'm in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Just emotionally. <laughs> okay, so I'm checking what, in. What He's less do... speechless because of the, the love that I showed him on the show. That makes sense. That makes sense. So Chris usually keeps the, keeps the tally for us on our predictions. So I'm actually going to do that this time. And and Chris is fired. Chris isn't here, so he's taking the week off. He's taking the week off. So I'm going to go on in in the order that I think the matches will probably be in. Because AEW is is a little more predictable in that, where they go, you know, the they essentially go from the, the least important match to the most important match, often. Not always, but often. So I, I think that's kind of what they'll do, and so we'll see how that turns out. That sounds fun. Oh, before we get into full gear... AEW just released their top five singles, women, and tag team. So Micah and I are going to guess because we don't know, and Kyle's going to tell us if we're right. So before we before we start, Kyle, yes, just, just so I understand how the game works, are the champions on there? Because if so, they'd have to be number one. They're not. Okay. So, this so is, these are non-champions. Okay. Oh, there goes my number one pick. <laughs> so let's do, let's do men, then women, then tag team. Let's do men first, and okay. Micah, we'll take turns guessing. Would you like to guess first? 
I'll let you. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Cody Rhodes is in the top five. Just is he number one or is he in the top five? Oh, do we have to guess it's the number? I just, I just want to guess. I want to guess people, and you tell me if they're in the top five. Okay, okay. Cody Rhodes is in the top five. Okay. At? He's at number one. Which makes sense. He's the number one contender. Okay, Micah, go ahead. Kenny Omega, obviously. Kenny Omega is in the top five, but he's all the way down to number four. Okay. Really? I'm going to mm-hmm. go with John Moxley. He is also in the top five. Just under Kenny Omega at number five. What? So he just barely what? made the what? list. All right, I, I've got the uh, I got one, but I don't have the other one. So Micah, go ahead. Man, I'm gonna. I would think it would be Kenny Omega two, John Moxley three, maybe, but uh, maybe Pack. Pack is coming in at number two, so he's right up there at the top of the list. Uh, yeah, okay. that was my other yeah. guess. So I'm sitting here. Let me think of all the the single, the big single stars here. Are um, they going by win loss? Pack, yeah, Pack hasn't lost yet. I mean, are they going by win loss? Is that how they're determining the top five? I, I'm not. A, they don't have the records next to them. Uh, I'm guessing that's kind of what they're going by. But okay, I mean, Moxley's got. He should have one of the top win losses, right? Has he yeah. lost? Yep. Yeah. He he and Pac lost that tag match. Neither one of them have lost in singles competition yet. Yeah. So, but still. I figured he'd be near the top, but yeah, he, he's coming in at number five. I don't, this doesn't sound right to me, but is it Hangman Page? It's definitely Hangman Page. He's in at number okay. three. But isn't so he like two above, and three or something? That makes no sense, but okay. I guess because it's who he's lost to, maybe, because they, they did say that's kind of a, it's quality it's not losses. just wins and losses. Yeah, it's it's the quality of opponents. Yeah. So Hangman's, one of his yeah. losses were uh, against Chris Jericho and, uh, so, yeah, he's, he's he pretty high up there yeah. still. Okay. Yeah. So let's do women now. Micah, do you want to guess first this time? Yeah, I'm going to guess Emi Sakura. She is number one, yes. Makes yeah. sense. Number I'm going to go uh, Dr. Britt Baker. She is number two. So uh, that's pretty predictable so far. She is number three. Okay, so there's your <laughs> obvious ones. It's your top three. Yeah. So let's see. How about... I don't the... know if you're going to get the one that's on this list because I don't know... I guess I can understand why she's on here, but that's kind of a hint. What, what about B. Priestley? She is not. Best okay, strike one. Um, awesome Kong should be on there, but she's probably not. So I'm going to guess uh, Shanna. Shanna is not on there. Really? Right, strike really two. Good. So we only got one more strike. She is winless, even though she probably shouldn't be. But she's winless, and she's in the top five. No, she's not. No, on she's there. not I'm in saying. the top five. So oh, okay. I just think she's, she's really not. good, and she's pretty talented. Yeah, she's, from what I've seen. She, she probably should get a win pretty soon, I would imagine. What yeah. about Allie? So she's the one I didn't think you were going to get. She is number four on the list. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed her so. because she's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's won a couple matches there on Dark. She, she hasn't, also, she, she she hasn't been on Brandy TV. Rhodes, but Brandy had cheat to beat her. Yeah, uh, but she hasn't um, been on TV, yet, I don't believe, at all. Mm. No, she uh, hasn't. She, no, she was on Dark last week. Yeah, yeah she, she's been on a couple episodes of Dark, I think. All right, well, we got one more strike left, Micah. Let's, let's take it home. Nyla Rose? I don't know. Yeah, Nyla Rose, number five. That's a good guess. So Allie is above Nyla Rose, who challenged for the title, which doesn't make <laughs> much sense, but that's that's it. It's top five. That is a little I can't strange. even think of a singles match that Allie has won. I don't know. I'm yeah, not... I think she's been in most mostly just tag matches. Although so it's that's... not exactly a stacked woman's roster. So. No, it's not. 
It's not. Yeah. Okay, tag teams. So number one will be the Lucha Brothers. Or I'm sorry. Number no, yeah, number one is the Lucha Brothers. It definitely is. Okay, Micah, go ahead. Yeah. Young Bucks have got to be on there. They are on there, but they're at number three. So yeah. Private Party's probably number two. Yep, they're at number two. Okay, Micah. Uh, well, SCU's not going to be on there. Uh, Dark Order. Dark Order is number four. And Best Friends is number five. Yep. Ah, oh, we're Can amazing. I just say how much better Evil Uno looks in a vest. <laughs> he is he is better when he's uh, his skin is covered and his uh, fatness is not showing. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're not wrong. Well, cool. That's actually really interesting. I wonder how often they'll update that. Uh, I don't know if they're going to do like a. I don't think it says on here if they're going to maybe monthly. It'd be really cool if after Dynamite every week, or maybe before Dynamite, so after Dark, they released a new one. Like, I know that's a lot of work. I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure I how mean, they're going to keep up with the win-losses, but I would hope they would do, like, from All Out to All Out, because that's going to be basically their WrestleMania. Yeah. And basically have a new season every year. Yeah, I hope yeah, so that's what, uh, I think we talked about that at one point, that yeah, they probably need to reset every time. Because, yeah, if you get buried or something like... Uh, Joey Janela or something who just picks up a bunch of losses and then you try to make yeah. a run and give them a title match when they're like even 10 and 20 or something like that. It kind of doesn't make much sense. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So let's get right on into full gear. Keep talking about that AE dub. And so we know this match will be first unless they add another match to it because this has been announced for the buy-in and that's Dr. Britt Baker versus B Priestley. So Kyle, Tell us a little bit about the background and tell us who you think is going to win. So obviously these two have been feuding for a couple of months, basically since All Out, I believe. Um, fight for the Fallen. They, they, fight for the Fallen, that's right. Uh, they've been in tag matches. Uh, they've kind of had some confrontations. Uh, obviously B gave Britt a concussion, uh, legit, in the ring. Uh, so they're kind of playing off that. Uh, and Britt Baker went up against Jamie Hayter, who was they said was B Priestley's tag partner at one point. So this is the first time they've had, I believe, it's the first time they've had the one on one, right? So um, yeah, um, I if they want to continue this, I could see B Priestley winning, but I but I don't know. I can't see them letting Britt lose this match. She's already kind of lost some big matches, especially if she's you know in the top five and B is not even in the top five. I think they're going to give this match to Britt. Yeah. I agree. All right, Micah, what do you think? Uh, it's gotta be Britt. I mean, if you, I don't know if y'all watched last week's dark episode, but they gave a promo to, uh, to Britt Baker. But if you think back, have you heard B Priestley cut any kind of promo or say anything really? Not really. I don't think she's even been on the show much. Like yeah, even I mean, on dark, has she even been it? I don't even can even recall if she's been. She's been on dark, but she hasn't been on the the televised show that I can remember. Um, but yeah, they've they've got to give it to Britt. I mean, I know they got this feud going and everything, but it's it's kind of. I mean, it's, it's really lackluster really. because yeah, she hasn't been on TV at all, and really Britt hasn't. She's been on a couple times. I mean, she had the hometown match that was really good, but B Priestley wasn't involved at all. It was just Jamie Hayter. Um, but other, I mean, other than that, they haven't really done a package or like shown any backstage segment where they've run into each other. And, you know, it's just all been 
off camera essentially. Yeah, they've they've given more. And not even much has been Rose off camera. And whatever she's doing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe Awesome Kong will make an appearance here. Yeah, I don't Maybe. think she'll make I don't think so. But the the this okay. So what's really disappointing to me is AEW's women's division is by far its most glaring weakness. And these two had somewhat of a rivalry and it's been going back since Fight for the Fallen. These two women are both decently big names. I mean, B. Priestley is definitely known outside of AEW. Britt Baker is probably their second biggest star behind Riho. I really hate that this is on the buy-in. I really do. Um, if I was going to have a buy-in match, I probably would have done Janela and Spears, basically because it had it's, ha- it's going to be great, but it's had no background whatsoever. But with that said, I think B. Priestley gets the win here just for the sheer fact that I think she needs a win. She got the win in that tag team match, but I think that they want to push B a lot and uh, if if her talent is you know indicative. And I think that she could really get the, the win over Britt and put her over, and it wouldn't really hurt Britt all that much. So I, I'm going to go with B. Priestley. I'm going to disagree with you guys. Okay. okay. And I tell you, I'm looking at this card, and I'm really impressed with it because... There's not a single match on here where I go, okay, 100% know who's winning this. 100%. Yeah. And, and you know, you it's very likely all the champions retained, right? Especially the tag team champions, because why would they just win the tournament and then lose immediately? It would be dumb. But I, I don't think anything's 100% on the show. And that's what really impresses me about it. So I think the yeah. opening match will be Joey Janela versus John Spears. Um, I think that there hasn't been a whole lot of background. If you guys watch Dark, you know that, was it Tully Blanchard or was it actual Sean Spears himself? I can't remember, that put the cigarette down um, Joey Janela's shirt. Uh, totally uh, I think it was the confrontation, I believe, but yeah. Sean Spears actually put the cigarette out on his okay. tongue. Is that what it was? Tongue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gosh. That sounds yeah, painful. He had, so Tully was holding like a pair of pliers and holding his tongue out, and it was, yeah, it was, it was dark. Joe Janela is something. He's a he's a crazy man. I hope that this match is kind of hardcore, but I don't think it will be because I think they're going to save that for Moxley Omega, and they don't want to take anything away from that. Either way, Janela's been eating a lot of pens, and I think that continues. I think Sean Spears wins tonight, and it will get him on a track to become a bigger superstar. Micah, what do you think? Yeah, I think they're kind of setting Sean Spears up to be the mid-card uh, leader. Um, I know uh, Cody has said that he, I think when the next couple months are going to be releasing the mid-card belt, and I can see them uh, trying to push Sean Spears for that. Um, I think it's just not quite yet Joey Janela's time in the spotlight, but uh, it's definitely coming, but I think Sean Spears is going to win this one. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I I don't see him coming in here and just losing again. Um, he, he came in and had the program with Cody. Obviously, Cody needed to go over, but uh, I think they're going to build him as a you know big heel, and Janelle is kind of expendable at this point in time. So I think Spears gets the win here as well. All right, cool. Uh, Hangman Page versus Pac, and this one's really interesting because Pac already has a win over Hangman Page. Um, And then Paige kind of got it back in that tag team match with Kenny Omega, but not really. Yeah. So, well, I don't want to go first again. I want to let you guys have the opportunity. Micah, tell me about Hangman Paige versus Pac, and tell me who's going to win this match. This is is probably the... uh, 
I I really have no idea where where it's going. Um, I don't I don't see him giving Pack a clean loss over uh, Hangman, but I, I also again I don't see a good reason to to have Hangman lose again. It would just really bury him at this point. Um, I I think Pack's gonna win, but I think something's gonna happen to. Maybe some inner circle interference or something. I hope not. I, but I, I would say there's. It's not going to be a clean win, but I think Pac's going to win. Okay, you can go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I think this one's tough as well. Um, obviously, don't want to see Hangman lose another one, but I don't know. It's hard to bet against Pac going over here. Um, he's kind of got momentum. He, I mean, he's you know one of their strongest heels. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Pac as well, as much as I hate to do so. Yeah, I don't know if you guys watch Being the Elite or not, but the Young Bucks have kind of get, been giving Hangman Page a hard time for not being there for the rest of the Elite. Yeah. I think that, this, that Hangman Page is going to lose. I think that we're going to set up an inner circle versus the Elite, so the five members of the inner circle versus Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Adam Page. And in that match, Hangman Page will turn on the Elite. And I, I don't necessarily know if he will defeat the inner, or join the inner circle, I mean. But I do think that he's going to turn on the Elite and turn heel. I think this is just one step closer and very good long-term booking. And I think that once he turns heel, Hangman Page will start racking up the wins. But right now, Pac gets another win. I really don't want to see him turn heel. <laughs> I mean, like, like I said, he just... He, he's got this awesome chant going. Uh, like I said, it's probably an awesome T-shirt that they can make. He's, he's still over. Um, so I don't know. I, that's one reason I don't want to see him lose again because I think he is over as a face. And I think just turning him heel, I don't know. Like I, I don't think it's – he's not as over as a face now, so I think just turning him heel isn't going to do him any favors either. So I don't know. I, don't I hope they don't do that, thing- but – one good thing about AEW is I don't think they necessarily have to turn him like full on villain heel though. They could just have him kind of turn his back on the elite and not really be a baby face, but he doesn't have to be a, an evil person either. Kind of right. like Cody started out as. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of being kind of there in the middle. I don't know. I've never seen Hangman Page as a heel, so I don't know how he'll be, but he's very, very talented. So I think that he does have the capability of pulling it off. I don't necessarily want to see him heal this quick, but that's fine. I don't necessarily have a problem with it, so if that's what they want to do, that's okay with me. So we move to the women's championship, and we've got Riho versus Emi Sakura. Emi Sakura, excuse me. And to give you guys a little bit of a background, Emi Sakura has actually trained Riho, and they've wrestled like 70 times or some crazy number. So this match... It was specifically made to be good. And this match is going to be very, very, very good. But Emi Sakura is there to put over her student. And Riho is going to take the win here. Kyle? Uh, yeah, I, I don't see Sakura taking the belt off Riho either. She's She's got something. I mean, like I said, she had a little girl... Uh, on dynamite this past week with a sign in the crowd. Uh, and, and she's relatively new to the American audience. So the fact that somebody has already made a sign of her, just, I mean, she gets, she gets a pop when she comes out. So she's over. 
Um, they need to roll with it and just keep her as champion for now. Sakura, like it's, you know, we talked about on Dynamite, she kind of has a, not really a heel gimmick, even though she's played a pretty good heel. Um, yeah, I just don't see them putting the belt on her at all. So Riho wins here. Yeah, I agree. I don't see Riho losing this quickly. Um, I don't see Sakura being the one to, to take it off of her. Um, I think really a lot of little girls, especially like you said, are, are looking at AEW, which whether or not they should actually be watching is a different story. But right. you know, they're looking at AEW and they're saying, hey, that girl's you know 90 pounds and she can do all this stuff. You know, it, it, it kind of. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't see Sakura taking it off of her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So AEW Tag Team Championship, SEU, Frank Kazarian and Scorpio Sky versus the Lucha Brothers versus Private Party. And we chatted a little bit about this on our AEW Dynamite show, for those of you that listen to that. But this setup to me, I was a little disappointed in this setup because it kind of makes the, the tournament worthless for me. I mean, of course you have the, the winner of the tournament winning the titles, but if the second and third place is just going to get another shot at it, I don't know. It's just not It's not for me. I, I just don't like the setup for this match. But I don't want to complain because this match is going to be freaking incredible. I mean, amazing. I can't wait to watch this match. Partially because the Lucha Brothers are my favorite tag team in the world. And I'm really high on both other teams in this match. But there's no way SDU loses right after winning the title. I mean, it's impossible. It would be really dumb. AEW is not a dumb company. They're not losing. SCU retains. Micah? Yeah, I think SCU is definitely going to retain. Um, but you have to really ask, like, if they face people they faced in the tournament, who do they face? I mean, they want to have a tag team championship match in their, their big pay-per-view. I mean, who is there left other than, like, Santana and Ortiz, but they're facing the Young Bucks? There's, right. I mean, the Jungle Express, but, I mean, that they've been on a losing streak. Luchasaurus is injured. I don't think there's anything anybody else for them to face, but... Uh, it's really going to be a good match. It's going to be enjoyable. Uh, SEU is going to retain. I hope. I don't. I don't think they will, but I hope they wouldn't do, do some screwy where Lucha Brothers pin, be, uh, not best friends, private party, and get the title that way. I don't think they will. No. But uh, that's that's some WWE booking. But I, uh, I, th- I think SEU is going to win. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Matt. To where I don't really understand why this match is happening. It, it does undermine the tag tournament and. They just won the belt, so like immediately putting them in a triple threat match where, you know, they're going up against the two teams that are like right behind them. It's just I don't really like the booking. I would have rather had, you know, SEU just go up against you know one of the two teams or uh, even like a non-title match or you know even having Lucha Brothers against Private Party to kind of say who the number one contenders would be. Right. And you know something like that, like just immediately putting them in a tag match just to put the belts on the line is kind of, I mean, so quickly after the tag tournament is a little weird. And I mean, I've said a couple times on here that I would have liked the tag tournament finals to be on the show. Um, I don't know why they didn't do that, but it's like you guys said, it's going to be a good match. It's going to be entertaining. And I really hope they don't take the belts off SCU. Cause I mean, Scorpio sky, they, you know, made him almost into a star when they, you know, he, you know, he jumped in for Christopher Daniels. 
So, you know, that would kind of undo it here to have them lose. So I'm going SCU as well. Okay. Cool. Is Christopher Daniels dead? Like, where is <laughs> No, they announced that he was out for six weeks, I think it is. Yeah, selling an injury. Yeah. yeah for, I guess he actually, actually be injured. That was a. He did a, a pretty much really drop him on his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's on being the elite, too, so he's fine. Yeah. Okay. He is alive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Young Bucks versus Santana and Ortiz. And this match to me is really, really intriguing because the Young Bucks, you would think, are going to get the win because they own the company, but they just put Private Party over in the first round of the tag team tournament. You'd think they want to look strong, but this is Santana and Ortiz's first match in the company. They came in as the hottest tag team free agents in flipping forever. WWE also wanted them. So this is this one is probably the most intriguing as far as who I think will or will not win because... I have zero clue. Like, you have a gut feeling with all the others. We've actually been agreeing a lot more than I was expecting us to, but I've got no idea. So, Micah, go ahead and tell us who you think is going to win this one. Well, you're forgetting they do have a, a win under that over that nameless jobber team. Oh, excuse me. I apologize. Yeah. Yes, they a are 1-0. Win. Um, they should really be number one contenders after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I. Uh, this is another one. I mean, most of these, I just really have no, no leanings uh, either way. I think what would probably be best for the story is to uh, is to have the Young Bucks pull off a win. I think they could, because um, I, I, I think, going to later, I think Jericho's going to win. And I think they need to balance the teams. I don't think they just need to have the inner circle, you know, lose and lose and lose or win and win and win. You know, they, they need to, to balance it out. So I think they're going to have the Young Bucks pull this one off. But uh, I think that's just going to be for, for balance, really, on the card. Makes sense. I get that. Kyle, what do you think? Uh, yeah, this is a pretty interesting matchup, but I'm actually going to go the other way. I think Santana Ortiz are going to win this match. Um, and I, like like you said, they've only had one match in the company over the jobber team. Uh, Young Bucks, I think, can afford a loss. I mean, they probably shouldn't be losing, but they've already lost a private party. They're already kind of out of the tag picture for now. And they're obviously going to build to the elite versus inner circle. So I think inner circle has to pick up some wins. I think this is where they get one. So Santana Ortiz over the Young Bucks. Okay. So I am actually – this really – again, I know I just said this, but this really could go either way. But if I have to lean somewhere, I'm leaning with the Young Bucks. And the reason that I'm doing that – is because I do think that they're going to set up the inner circle versus the elite, and it's literally for the exact same reason Micah said. I don't think that one team will just you know destroy the other team. For example, when NXT invaded SmackDown last weekend, or last Friday night, it was really good, but they got over in literally every match and literally every segment. And I just I don't like that. And I think this will kind of balance it out a little bit. And I think either team can take a loss, I think Santana and Ortiz will look very strong in this loss. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Young Bucks. AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Now, the reason that this is the main event but is not the main event is because John Moxley and Kenny Omega has been announced as a Lights Out match. And generally, if it's a Lights Out match, it happens after the show. So I think that will be your unofficial main event, even though Jericho and Cody is your main event. 
So remember, this is a 60-minute time limit. There will be three legends that will be judging this. And uh, so I want you guys to predict three things. I want you to predict the winner. I want you to predict if the match will go 60 minutes. And I want you to predict all three legends on the side of the ring. The judges. So Kyle, I'll let you go first. Okay, so I don't think this is going to go the distance. I think they're putting this there to just show that, you know, main event matches like this and big matches can go to the judges if need be, but I don't see them using them here, mainly because I don't want them to use this like right out the gate and just, you know, you just, you know, lean on it so much to start out with. I think right. it'll come into play sparingly and sometime down the road. I don't think they're going to do it right away. So for this match, I'm going to say Cody Rhodes is going to win. He's just too big of a baby face right now. I think Jericho, Jericho's always going to be there and he's always going to be great. Uh, if it were anybody else, I would say don't take the bell off Jericho. But I think this is going to be, this is actually happening on Jericho's birthday. And I could totally see Jericho and, and also it plays into the story a little bit because yes, Cody Rhodes has put in the stipulation that if he loses, he will never challenge for the title again. And that's a big stipulation. I don't think he would lose and just never, you know, go for the title again or, you know, pull a WWE and like undo the stip down the road. I think they would hold to it if they did it, but I don't think they're going to go through with it because uh, it's so big. And also, this would be a perfect way for Jericho to lose and his character. One thing that they did with the video package, he kind of showed that he's not taking this seriously as Cody is. He kind of, you know, said, I'm going to win the match because I'm El Champion and that's it. Like he just said, I'm the best. That's the reason I'm going to win. Whereas Cody wants to win this. He's doing it for his family. He has more passion into it. So story-wise, I could see Jericho not taking this as seriously slipping up and getting beat. Obviously, he thinks, you know, Hagar and probably Sammy Guevara are going to have his back, but they're not going to be able to help him overcome it, and he's going to get beat by Cody. And that's going to kind of spark the inner circle to go crazy, and that's going to lead to the feud. I think if Cody just loses, I mean, basically the elite loses, I feel like. And I don't think they want to start the feud with the elite on the losing end. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Cody winning this match and winning the belt and he'll have a long feud with the elite versus the inner circle, which will eventually lead to the rematch of Cody versus Jericho. And give me your three judges. Oh, uh, DDP, Arn Anderson and, <laughs> and Soul Train Jones. No, that was my three. <laughs> Those are my three exact ones. Ah, oh, come on. Well, you shouldn't have let me go first, Matt, because you knew I was going to be right. <laughs> I think I'm actually going to pick up. I should have known that you were going to steal my answers like you <laughs> normally do. So, Oh, man. All right, Micah, go ahead. If I look at it from a story point and not as a, a booking standpoint, it makes sense for Cody to win this. If you look at it from a wrestling is real standpoint, it makes sense for Cody to win this. I just don't think he will, though. I mean, I I don't think 
I mean, for him, I mean, I, I know Jericho had the one title defense against Darby Allen, but for the first AEW champion, your arguably biggest name in the company, to lose on his first pay-per-view defense, I just don't think will look good for the company or for the championship. I, I think I think Jericho's going to retain. I think it's going to be a good match. It's definitely not going to go the distance. I don't think Jericho at 48 years old could put on a good 60-minute match. Um, I don't. I don't even know if Cody could really. Um, I, I think it's gonna. It's gonna be a good match. It's gonna be a hard-fought match. I think Jericho's gonna come up with a win in the end. I hope it's not because of some BS Jake Hager interference. I hope he just, just outplays him. And as far as the legends, I know I'm pretty sure Arn Anderson is gonna be one of them. I don't think they would do uh, the Soul Train Jones or the DDP just because DDP is for Cody and Soul Train Jones is for uh, Jericho. I mean, they could. That'd be the easiest route to go. Otherwise, I would think their best bet would be to get three different legends from three different generations of uh, of wrestling. You can get some Attitude Era guys in there, but really, if you think about it, who from the Attitude Era has even put forth any interest in being on AEW? Or, right. Could be Bret know, Hart. It could be that would get a huge pop. I could see, I could see Bret Hart doing it. I would love for Sting to make an appearance. He's I got a he, he got will. WWE contract. He can't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he will. But yeah, I know Arn Anderson. Uh, Bret Hart could make an appearance. I, I really, I don't know about a third. I think it's going to be a surprise. I think it'd be great if they could even get a a, a female wrestler, like get a, a Lita or a Trish in there, which Trish is still under WWE contract too. So yeah. You know, if WWE wasn't in the way, wrestling would just be a better world. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Wasn't it? laughs> so. Oh, man. So this is so interesting to me because, and I, I mentioned this on the Dynamite show, if AEW put anyone against Chris Jericho, I consistently said there is zero chance Chris Jericho loses. He's the biggest name in the company. There is no way that they're taking the title off of him. He's going to build prestige to this title. And he's going to hold it for a long, long time. Then we got what is now being lovingly called the Silver Spoon promo, which is arguably the best promo that we have heard in a long time, at least this year. But man, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm thinking back. And I just don't know that many promos that were that passionate and that incredible. I just, it was just so good. I just can't see Jericho losing, though. I can't do it. I think to build a title's prestige, a champion needs to defend that title. And I think they need to defend it a lot. I don't think that, that AEW is going to hot potato their titles like WWE will. I think all three of these champions will hold it for quite some time. And I think Jericho is going to win. As I mentioned on Dynamite, I do think that Cody will eventually turn heel and he will you know, fight for that title one day, even though he'll lose and say that he'll never do it again. But bluntly, he's not winning now. It's not happening. It is not going to go the distance. I do think it'll go a lot longer than we expect, though. Probably 35 to 40 minutes. I think my my three superstars, Arn Anderson is 100% going to do it. He's going to be there. Bret Hart is going to be there because he unveiled the title. 
And I would really like to see a, a Japanese legend be there because obviously these guys have a big connection to Japan, but I just don't see it happening. I don't know if you guys have heard, but Kenny Omega had some issues with Japan, um, like literally with the country because New Japan was trying to stop him from coming in because they've yeah. got so much bad blood. So yeah. I, I really don't see that happening. But if I have to pick a third person... They could get somebody from AAA. Yeah, you know, I'm, I would just probably Maybe Conan? go... Why not Tully Blanchard? I mean, he's already on the roster. He's going to be there. I know he's a manager, but he is a legend. So I'm going to go with Arn Tully, two of the four horsemen, and Brett the Hitman Hart. Okay. So, main event time. Lights out main event. Unsanctioned. John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. And if this was on a 60-minute time limit, they might hit it. This match is going to be long. It's going to be bloody. If you guys have seen any of Kenny Omega in Japan, you know that he takes some of the most ridiculous bumps. I mean, I, I feel bad for his neck the next day because he is going to be sore. He's going to get so many cuts. Light tubes are going to happen in this match. I really believe that. But I'm going to say it again. I despise, I despise the fact that this match won't count for their record. This might be the biggest match in AEW history. Maybe. And there's the match right before it, you could also argue. This could be the biggest match in AEW history, and it's not going to count on their win-loss record. And I hate that. Drives me nuts. If I'm picking a winner, I think that either of these guys could take this win. But John Moxley is probably the hottest, even though Jericho's the most popular... John Moxley is the hottest commodity they have. And I think that he's going to pull out the match. This is his style. It's his style match. He's going to pull out the win here. He deserves it. He needs it. And it will catapult him to something even bigger. And he'll probably be the next challenger for Jericho, I would guess. John Moxley's my pick. Kyle? So this one is pretty tough to call. I, I kind of agree. Being unsanctioned doesn't really help this match. Obviously, the fans booed it when they said it. They really agreed with Moxley, who was angry that it was unsanctioned. Moxley's a huge star for them. He's he's such a big name. Yeah, like it's going to be hard to see him lose this match. But I think he's going to lose it. And the reason why is because during their promo package, their awesome promo package, the music video style package we saw on Dynamite, there was Omega saying that uh, he wanted he he wanted to thank Mox or yeah Moxley because this was gonna bring out another side to him and bring out the best in him or no I think he said it wasn't gonna bring out the best in him it was gonna bring out the worst in him meaning right. that he was willing to go the you know the distance to get this win so I think Moxley is gonna take Omega to the edge and it's gonna bring out the worst in Omega and he's gonna pick up his first big giant win because i think he needs it more than moxley i think omega's winning this match i uh i think i have to disagree and, and agree with matt i i looking at it if you really look at to me from i guess more of a casual viewer standpoint who does it bury more to lose this match that's the way i would look at it because really it's a toss-up either one of them could win um, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Kenny Omega or really any before AEW. I never watched any of the New Japan stuff. I had a little bit of experience with Dean Ambrose. I think Kenny Omega 
will be okay either way because he's still ingrained in the elite. Um, he's still ingrained with that team. If if John Moxley loses this, where does he go? Um, it, it, he he doesn't really have any other uh, storylines to go with. Basically, John Moxley just is a. It's it just a. Uh, I can't say the word, but you know what I mean. And uh, his his whole thing is he's the baddest guy. You know, he's he's the one that can beat up the entire locker room. I think he's going to be the one to take the belt off of Jericho, and I don't see him losing this match to Kenny Omega. Okay. That's good. I- I'm kind of glad that we were disagreeing a little bit. Matter of fact, although we agreed on a bunch of stuff, None of the three of us 100% agree with each other. So we actually have different guesses. So there will be a winner. Yeah, Matt, that's how these things work. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this, one one thing I really enjoy about this is that it is hard to predict. Like, it's not something that you, I mean, obviously, you could say that, you know, you could try and predict the titles are going to change, but like, it's it's a really toss up for the the world championship. Yeah. Um, some of these matches you would think, you know, I think the tag match is pretty easy to call, but you never know. And AEW's shown that they'll go, you know, a different route than what you're expecting, which is enjoyable. I mean, it's WWE obviously can be uh, very predictable at times, and when it's not predictable, it's stupid because they do things just for the sake of being unpredictable. Yeah. Whereas. AW's, you know, I feel like they tend to be more, they have a vision of where they want to go. Yeah, it's, I, I I love the fact that, you know, we have different opinions and answers and that they could go, I mean, Moxley Omega, I feel like could go either way. Um, I mean, I would not be surprised, if, obviously, if Moxley won. Uh, he is such a big star. Young Bucks, San, Santana Ortiz, Cody and Jericho, like, they could go either way. So, yeah, um, yeah I think it's going to be a great show. So looking forward to it. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think the only match here that I'm like 90% sure is um, SCU because they, I just can't see them losing it the very next week. It wouldn't make any sense. And I'm, I'm about all, maybe, maybe Riho. I'm pretty sure about that too. But any of the other ones really could go either way. And it wouldn't absolutely shock me if Emi Sakura beat Riho. It, it wouldn't. I don't think it'll happen, but it wouldn't. So I, you know... I, I'm I'm so excited about the show. I mean, I've been looking forward to Full Gear for a long time, as you guys have too. And uh, yeah, it's not even 24 hours away. I'm super stoked. Michael, Do you see you any like other that? matches uh, being added to the pre-show? I don't. Th- maybe, maybe Darby Allen versus Peter Avalon or something. I could see yeah. like uh, Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt versus like best friends or something like that. Yeah. Just like something to entertain. I want to see see Luchasaurus so bad. I need him back in the ring. Yeah. Do they have a timetable when he's returning? I haven't heard anything. I haven't either. He he wrestled like Monday in an indie match with Orange Cassidy, but from what I heard, he like limped to the stage and did a choke slam, and basically Orange Cassidy did the rest. So he doesn't seem to be quite ready. (laughs) Orange Cassidy had to carry a match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. His independent work is actually pretty good. I, uh, he's, there's, there's a match on YouTube where he's wrestling Kaylee Ray and it's, it's legitimately entertaining because she's like so happy to be there and he is just himself. Yeah. It's I've a, seen, uh, it's a good match. I've seen a match where he had with somebody where he actually did a little bit of work. So I, but actually while we're talking about Orange Cassidy, I kind of thought about this when we discussed him, uh, on the dynamite show. Yeah. And I'll try not to go off on like a, any kind of long tangent, but 
Orange Cassidy in AEW, I think, needs to evolve. Right. Um, he obviously he's got his gimmick, but I think at some point he needs to evolve the character for this national audience. So I would like to see him his character kind of change to be more of a. He obviously would take it, you know, not so seriously to begin with. But I mean, look what happened when he did that against Pac. He got booted in the face. Yeah. And was like down and out. Like I do want to see him eventually break away from the best friends and maybe even, I mean, he could be a nonchalant character still, but he has to, I think he has to work. Like, you know, he can't go in and every match do his kicks. I mean, I think he needs to evolve the character if he's going to stay on the national stage, but yeah. It's only been six weeks. Go watch. I mean, not anytime soon, but just like, you know, at some point. Go on YouTube as soon as we finish recording and look up Orange Cassidy versus Hornswoggle. Oh my gosh. It was the best match you'll ever see. Have you seen the Orange Cassidy versus Joey Janela match? No. Joey Janela comes out dressed as Orange Cassidy, <laughs> and uh, it's great. And uh, Orange Cassidy actually is defending some indie belt, and he brings it out instead of like around his shoulder, around his waist. He brings it out in a book bag and just like throws the book bag on the on the mat. It was, it was great. I mean, I saw yeah, him work I, with a guy who like didn't sell his moves and stuff and eventually started beating him up and Cassidy had no choice but to fight back. And that's kind of yeah. what I mean, that I think he needs to kind of evolve into somebody like that that may not take it as seriously, but, you know, once he needs to flip the switch, he can. He had a good and match actually, with Cole Cabana, too. I mean, there's yeah, a lot yeah, of good stuff, so, yeah. Yeah, I think he definitely needs to kind of evolve he's into really that. He's really got I, to if he wants to be an asset to the company. I mean, at this point, he's just a comedy act. And yeah. granted, he is my wife's favorite wrestler right now. And she's never even seen him wrestle, but it's, it's she's a fan of his gonna, offense. I've told Matt. I, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, you know he's he's a great character, but if he wants to be an asset of the company and ever really do anything, he's he's got to evolve a little bit. All yeah. right. Well, that's entertaining. Maybe we should do a whole Orange Cassidy roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. This has been episode fifty-eight of Wrestle Life Radio. Thanks, Michael, for joining us. We appreciate it. We hope you're on again. Micah, can we follow you on Instagram or Twitter or anything? No. Okay, perfect. <laughs> you can follow us all on Facebook. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio and on Twitter at Wrestle Life Pod. Follow my good friend Chris Cumby, who will return next week at Wrestle Life Heal. On Twitter, you can follow Kyle on Instagram at Kyle.poly. And you can follow me on both at Wrestle Life Matt. Please like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends where they can listen to us, Spotify, Radio Public the Google Play Store, iTunes, basically anywhere you get your podcasts, and we will be there to entertain your beautiful, beautiful minds. That's right. I said you had beautiful minds. Tune in later today, actually, for the SmackDown review, and early next week for our full gear review. We're so excited. We can't wait to tell you all about it. We hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful night. A little bit of the bubbly.